The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Is it Friday yet? Oh, feels like it should be, doesn't <laughs> it? Should it? Be. It's Tuesday. Or at least Wednesday. We have a few milestones to get through this week uh, before we can say it's Friday, not the least of which is today's show. And then uh, tomorrow, of course, milestones? Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh, yes. Got to get through that. Are Gord you all planned? You all ready Thursday. for that? No, come on. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all planned. <laughs> it's a done deal. <laughs> I have secured the package. We're going to be fine. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I can tell oh when goodness. you're lying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got a show tomorrow night. It's just. I know. I'm counting down these yeah. uh, uh, events because I, I want to go into, honestly, I want to go into vacation mode. Well, I because wanna, you're going on vacation again. I'm leaving Saturday yeah. morning early, and yeah. I, I don't want to get there. <laughs> I just want to get there. And, you, you know, you just look at it and you go, okay, so four more radio shows, one comedy show, mm. a Valentine's Day. Um, that's it this week. Just got to get, you just got to check those off your list and say, I got those things done. Done. Yeah. Done. The only decision I want to have to make this week at this point is whether or not Hunter and I go throw darts on Friday night. Knowing what time's the plane on, fr- on Saturday? 7 a.m. So we should probably be there no later than 5 a.m. Yeah. So probably have yeah, to leave yeah. the house around 4 a.m. Yeah. So. I would maybe wait till next week. Or the week after? I don't or know. It play feels... darts in Mexico? Yeah, you can't really do that. I, I, I've yet to find a dartboard in Mexico. Plus, I'm not really sure what the laws are regarding bringing in weapons in my luggage. I, I guess well, you, you can can't, put darts. You wouldn't bring your own darts. Oh, no, not playing with somebody else's darts. Oh, my that gosh. Makes that no, decision. that would be awful. No, that's that's like asking a, a hockey player to play with somebody yeah. else's skates. You're a barroom dart player, Andrew. Wow, you said that <laughs> like it's a bad thing. <laughs> that sounded very aggressive. All right, that's fine. I uh, got an interesting guest coming up at three o'clock on the we show. We do. Brian Hollowaychuk, uh, the founder of Axe Music, is going to be joining us uh, on the phone from Victoria this afternoon. Um, he, we uh, told you late last week that uh, he is selling Axe Music to Long and McQuaid, and some of the stories from that building. Mm-hmm. Epic. So um, we've talked him into sharing some of those stories with you. So just after the 3 o'clock news, he'll be joining us. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, now typically, you know, I, I think we can all agree on this, that a business closing or opening is not usually mm-hmm. the motivation for us to have somebody on the no. show. But Axe Music is iconic, and it's been around a long time. And, you know, I've heard the stories. We've heard the stories about the artists who have shown up there, about the artists who have rehearsed there before their concerts. Um, you know, just about some of the legendary, you know, what happened during the Oilers runs yep. and, and everything. Well, so. I've had a beer and a burger in their mm-hmm. parking lot during mm-hmm. an Oilers uh, playoff run. It almost seems, well, I was going to say so long ago, but it was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Did you so, watch the game last night? Um. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said about it. I think you summed it up nicely. No. Oh, what did we watch last night? Yeah. I don't know what we were watching last night. It and was I better. was reading it kind of, you know, flip back and forth, but then got into bed and Coach had his phone out. Awkward. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he said, no, hold on. I'm like, after about five minutes, I said, that's really bright. You need to turn it off. He says, but the Oilers are making a comeback. Yeah. Are they? And I said, oh, really? <laughs> and I said, maybe you should go downstairs and turn on the TV again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. 
empty netter. It's done. You know, you have to find excitement where you can find it. So <laughs> as an Oiler fan, we're excited, what, to see Connor McDavid possibly win the scoring race? Well, I think that's it right now. I think, yeah. you know, he's gun- gunning for that. And hopefully his teammates will... Um, Facil- help facilitate that. Yeah, yeah. The one thing, Don't though, did notice, because yes. uh, we did watch the game for a bit last night, and I've noticed it last season, I've noticed it this season. At one point, Connor got hacked and hacked and hacked mm-hmm. and pushed and hacked and hacked and hacked, and no one comes to his defense. No one out there goes and takes that guy, whatever his name was, Kazam, or whatever from the other team. <laughs> Kazam. I can't he write. just appeared. Kazam! <laughs> he did. But no one did anything to say, okay, you know what, that's our captain. He's our best player. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, I'll tell you, among the people who did nothing were the refs as well. But here, it's not the reason we've had the season we've had. It's not the reason we lost that game. It's You know the reason we lost the game and our season is going the way it is? And I'll not, just say it once. We're not very good. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. We're not very good. And uh, not to suggest that we can't get better or that we won't be better in years to come, but we're not very good. Mm. And uh, so they're, they're, so that, I, I hate to sum up, you know. 25 more games? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm trying to, listen, I'm trying to struggle through four more days of radio. Imagine if you're an oiler. Or in management, or in coaching, well, or hey, we had, did have those ten years for last year. It was just a little oh, teaser last year. My goodness, yeah. Just kind of, hey, this is what can expect when we get married. Hey, and more no. good news, by the way, in great, more great local news. Uh, I saw today where uh, city council has decided. Uh, yeah, no pool. No pool. Six but, inches. Yeah, we're going to go to six inches. And do you remember? I think. Can I just say that I think. Uh, that's a fail. I think, and I know that we talked about it before, and I, I really felt as though something had to change in the regulations or, or something yeah, had to... safety code stuff. Yeah, something, you know, needed to, to happen to allow us to have the pool the way it was. And, um, and that's not going to happen. And I think, honestly, city council failed us. Mm-hmm. I really do. I know it wasn't unanimous, and I know that um, some councillors spoke passionately uh, and, and felt they represented their people, their constituents, when they said that people want that pool. You know what? I, I will tell you, as somebody so you who works here, we want, wet. Yeah, we want that pool. We wanted that pool. And, and I believe council failed us today. And I don't accept, you know, if you're a Star Trek fan at all, which you're not, and I'm, I'm you know, I was a Star Trek fan of the original series, and I'm sort of just a an observer of the movies that followed, but there was a situation, and one of our Trekkie-type uh, listeners can text me, 630-630, if you know exactly what I'm talking about, uh, but there was this uh, thing in the Academy, the Space Academy, where you had to solve a problem, and basically it was a ship in distress in the neutral zone, and uh, they gave new recruits an opportunity to be a captain of a simulated ship and decide what you should do. So if you went to rescue the ship, uh, then I believe... Klingons or somebody else would would attack and kill you. And if you didn't rescue the ship, then all the passengers on board uh, would die. So there was no solution to the problem. Um, So what Captain Kirk did throughout the movie, it was was, uh, relayed that he had found a way to solve the problem. Mm. And everybody wanted to know what the problem was. And the way he solved the problem was he reprogrammed the game. So he just changed the rules. And I guess that's what I was hoping from our city council. I don't want you to just sit as a, as a body that represents well, all of us. Well, they couldn't change the rules that were in place from the provin- was it the provincial, the province, you know, about I, the safety and regulations I, I'm of not, it. I'm not willing to say that that's uh, an absolute fact. 
because rules well, are just rules. Well, I don't think the city can do that if they're provincial rules. I, 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 prefer, I would prefer to they think... They should have gone to the, to the yeah, province. And well, we're, we're Edmontonians, but we're also Albertans. I would have preferred that the city, on our behalf, went to the province and said, we have a unique situation with regard to an historic feature of the city of Edmonton, historic. and we want the rules. It is historic yeah. and, and popular. If not historic, then yeah. popular, right? And just say, we need to change the rules for this, or we need to get a grandfathered in, or we need to, whatever, have an exception, or whatever. Because at the end of the day, um, the provincial government would also like to get reelected. And they would like to get the support back from Edmonton, which they got in the provincial election. I think I, they'd be I motivated I, to try. I personally don't believe that the pool outside of City Hall is that big of a deal. I think it is. No, I disagree with you. I think it is. I, I think it's a big deal, not just for those people who use it, but I think it's a big deal for those of us who don't use it that like the idea that it's there. Mm. And, and those of us who feel like politicians don't represent us mm. and don't, you know, that we feel as though that they have this big picture concept all the time and at at the at the expense of the little picture and i think the pool outside city hall is a little picture and it feels like if you can't solve a little picture problem like that i have no confidence in you solving bigger picture problems like the lrt that's that's honestly just how i feel it's a small problem they weren't able to fix it the mayor's statement was well say la vie those are the rules and i don't accept that honestly i like our mayor but i don't accept that it's not say la vie the people, I think, overwhelmingly, the feedback was they wanted it. Well, uh, so find yeah, a way to make I, it happen. I'm not sure that again. I, I I think the people who wanted it spoke up. I would probably suggest that most people either didn't know about it or could care less about it. It seems so those like, who, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it seems like smaller issues get more attention than do uh, issues that affect. A majority well, of people. Yeah, and I, and I think one of the reasons is that because those ones that affect the more the majority of people, for example, LRT, it just goes mm-hmm. on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's over years and years and years and years. And this one has been, what, three months? Boom, boom, done. Kobayashi, is that how you say it? Kobayashi Maru test. Thank you very much, Brian. You're right. I might have mispronounced it, but that is what I was referring to. Mm. Mm. The no-win scenario from Phil as well. Thank you. So many of our listeners, look at that. Look at all these listeners telling me, good for you. Oh, my goodness. Look, it goes on and on and on. I had no idea there were so many Trekkies out there. Yeah. Huh. So there it is. That's my preaching for the day. I will do no more. I doubt that. (laughs) Oh, you never know. I doubt that. What does Don want to talk about here, Bree? Yeah, okay. Let's just find out. Okay, he wants to talk about the pools. Hi, Don. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Good. How are What's you? going on? Good, good. So, hey, it's like, okay, so you're talking about the pool outside City Hall, right? How yeah. everybody wants it, right? I agree with Andrew. Um, it's like if they took out the fountains outside of uh, the ledge grounds. Like, those are, like, great summertime, and, uh, you know, family fun. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I think if they if they went and shut down all the, 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 the city pools, I think that's a different story. Well, right, but I mean at least like I think I mean, if they didn't for, I think if they removed all the water out of that pool it'd be a different story. It's not like you were doing the breaststroke in the pool outside of City Hall. No, but I mean it's still like and I mean it also in my view, it adds some character to City Hall, right? Well yeah. it's still there, it's just a little bit less water. Right, but I don't think I think with the less water they don't have the little um 
uh, like waterfall things. These the fountains. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if they have the fountains or anything. Yeah, I mean, obviously you and I agree, and I know yeah. you don't, Jay, and that's cool. We, we can yeah, all have our own opinion. I, I feel like all the pictures that I've ever seen, all the times that I've witnessed children playing in that pool, I just, I agree with the caller. I think it's just a, a fun, unique feature of Edmonton that's been taken away. And I, I agree. I agree yeah. with you, Edgar, too, right? Like you said, if, if they... If the government, like if the Alberta government took out all their fountains where everybody, you know, enjoys like plus 34 degree temperatures per se, you know, like I get it. There's city pools. I get it. But, you know, like that's like free family entertainment. They can just go down on a Sunday afternoon and not have to cram yourself into a public swimming pool. (laughs) Well, come on. It's not. Have you ever been at that pool? It's still pretty crammed. Yeah, but you know what? I've been that, at that pool. We were on location, you and I, and I rolled up my pants and walked into yeah. the pool. Like, I, it's just a cool feature. Mm-hmm. I agree. I you agree with you on that. Yeah, again, I, really I just, uh, it's, you know, they're lowering the water level. Yeah, it's slightly disappointing, but at least they're, they're not closing it down. They're not completely shutting it down. It's still there. And so instead of going up mid-calf, it's going to your ankles or whatever it is. Uh, thanks for the call, Don. Appreciate your opinion. Great to hear from you. Hey, Jay. Okay, Here's the solution. Stop calling it a pool. Call it a fountain. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Think about legislature grounds. They yeah. got a reflecting pool. How deep is it? Not a clue. There is, there's no anything there, and it comes up to my kid's mid-thigh. Yeah. Stop calling it a fountain. Or stop calling it a pool. Yeah, I guess it really it comes down to more than terminology, though, doesn't it? I mean, those people who enjoy it are obviously going to miss yeah. it, and those of us that thought it was a great feature that people could enjoy it are it still going pretty. to miss it, right? Yeah, but it's not just what it looks like; it's its functionality. Thanks for the call, Jay. Right? Yeah, and Mike. Oops. Hello, Mike. Yes. Uh, you were talking about increasing, or it was the least cost to uh, to do it this way. Yeah. Why don't you just put less water in it? I don't understand that either. I mean, you know, I don't have all the details. I, the, it was something with the circulation and the yeah, filters, yeah. a certain amount of water that goes through that's right. an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's one I, of those it's, things. It's health like, and sa- it's safety regulations. Right. That's what it came like, down to. Like, having said, I don't you know, know all the details. Are, like, I don't know all the details when a mechanic fixes my car either. But I expect when I pick are, it up, the car works, all right? All you have to do is realize rules are a stroke of the pen. That's, that's what I'm saying. Are. Yep, rules okay. are meant to be changed. I like your show. Have a uh, hey, thanks, I like Mike. you. Thanks Appreciate very much. Um, thanks for your text, too. Uh, 630, 630, hearing from a lot of folks who live in central Edmonton. Like, Jalen, you don't live in central Edmonton. Yeah, but most people don't <laughs> in Edmonton. There's lots of other options. There are. Yeah, I mean, I never attend uh, city hall meetings, but I want us to have a nice city hall, too. I mean, you don't have to actually use something to have it be a feature mm-hmm. or something that you're proud of in your city, right? And that's just something I like. You know, but again, that's just my opinion, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, 282. Oh, no, it's 220 on the 630 what? Chet Afternoon News. What? <laughs> Time's just flying by. You can get a hold of us anytime at 630, 630. Give us a call at 496-0063. So the uh, waiting pool, if that's what we want to call it, sure. outside of City Hall will be reduced from uh, 40 centimeters in depth of water to 15 centimeters in depth. And just a little background on that. So there was um, uh, 
The 25-year-old fountain needs to be renovated to meet Alberta Health Services pool standards. Um, the concern about the 40-centimeter depth, how often it filters the water and the speed at which water flows out of the drains. Also concerns about building codes and in order to be compliant, apparently the city would need to, number one, build a permanent two-meter high fence. That would look ugly. Drain the pool every night or provide 24-hour security. And the sides and the bottom of the pool must be white in color, and there need to be a washroom and a change room built. And you're looking probably about 500 grand. Again, that's all based on current rules, though. Yeah, but... And um, I'm saying change the rules. So you're saying to go to the province go and to ask the them to try and change the rules, right. but don't you think those rules are in place for a reason? Oh, I'm that sure That people they... probably with much more experience and um, knowledge on pool, pool filtration, all that, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, there's a reason why those are in place? Yeah, I'm sure there is, but you have to keep in mind that the pool's already been the way it is for many, many years, and there's not been an well, accident. Well, and now, yeah, well, now things change. Do you want a fence put up around it? That's what I said. Change the rules so you don't have to have a fence uh, put up around I it. I think actually changing trying to get the rules changed would probably take longer than the reconstruction of everything. Maybe, but you can see, you know, I know you don't agree with this, Jay, but you... It's not that I don't agree with it. It's just... But you're an honest person, and honestly, look at our text line. Look how engaged these listeners are. But that's their opinion. That's my opinion. I know, I know, I know, but I'm saying that it's more... It's more important to people than perhaps... I think it's more important to a small group of people who are quite vocal. Maybe. I mean, our listeners are certainly engaged on this. Hey, Darlene, what's on your mind? Uh, is it me? Oh, you're not Darlene. I'm, I, I'm Tom. Oh, hi, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice to listen to you guys. Uh, we did work at the City Hall when it was built, so I've been around for a while. You go down there for Heritage Days and everything, and the pool is actually is, is famous. It's great. You have thousands of kids that use it every day. Uh, you build a bike path that 15 or 20 use every day. It destroys... Uh, normal traffic and everything, and they put out easily that kind of money to build a bike path. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the fountain is a way better use. It brings beauty to downtown. It brings people to downtown and families to downtown. People that come here to visit, they don't go see a bike path. They go see the pools down there. And I think it's a big mistake. And uh, 15 centimeters of water, a little kid falls, he's going to hit his head in the cement. Whereas 40 centimeters, at least they can bounce it out in the water. <laughs> yeah. And hey, as far as the fence goes, mm-hmm. a beautiful metal fence mm-hmm. uh, 25 feet back with gates. They could lock it up every night in 10 minutes and it would be fine. You'd see through it. They'd hardly even see it there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate your opinion. Hey, Bob. Bob. Hey, let's, take, let's take this to its logical conclusion. Uh, we had houses built 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 40 years ago. And they are now non-compliant. Is that correct? Yep, yep, that's correct. So if that's the case, then we should destroy all of the houses that we have in the city and rebuild them uh, with the new building code. Well, but here's the deal. When you actually go to sell those homes, uh, for example, I know I had to upgrade the fashing, the fast, whatever it is on my, on my, yeah, on, on my garage before it could be uh, sold be, to get up to current building codes. I had to change it. But generally speaking, you don't. Unless you do a renovation to your house, you don't have to change the wiring. You don't have to change anything to bring it up to code. If you do an alteration, but a renovation, you did do. They, did they not change the rules to make our that pool non-compliant? Yeah, at one point it was compliant, absolutely. So, I mean, why can you not grandfather it? 
I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense. I think it's probably liability the, that they're more concerned about with anything. Uh, Even though nothing has ever happened there, it's liability. I mean, the kid's never eaten dirt. Should we get rid of all the dirt in the world <laughs> so, so kids doesn't get some kind of you know what and here's the thing here's what i'm hearing from all of our listeners almost all of our listeners our texters as well i don't think you can have specific arguments different arguments i think what everybody is basically saying is that city hall didn't solve the problem that we wanted to them to solve the problem and they didn't they Mm -hmm. took an easier path to say well it's the rules and I think that's what's got people upset, whether you like it or don't like it. I think what people are saying is we elected you to solve problems like this, and you didn't solve it. Bob, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. we got a break for the 2.30 News. Jerry and Don, if you want to hold on, we'll get to you right after that. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 2.35 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. So as we've been talking about the uh, waiting pool uh, outside of City Hall going to be drained from uh, 40 centimetres down to 15 centimetres. You know the question that needs to, uh, to be asked? Sure. Are you sweating? No, it's raining. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're all shiny and wet. I know, it's lovely. It's very refreshing. You know what needs to be asked? is whether or not City Council thought of talking to the province to talk about a grandfather clause. I'd love if to so, know that. If so, why or not? Maybe we should give Bev a call. That's a good idea. Give her a te- text right now and see if uh, we, can, we can find that out and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for waiting. Good afternoon. Hi. Uh, my opinion about the pool is the City Council uh, has had no problem ignoring all kinds of traffic rules to put bike lanes in. They've had no problem ignoring all kinds of their own rules to allow Uber to operate. And here's something that people do want uh, is a pool, and they say, oh, no, we can't do it. They spend a million dollars or millions of dollars beautificating White Avenue, or Jasper Avenue. Yeah, what a, what a waste of money that was last year, huh? Please, come on. And then a week ago or two weeks ago, I sat down with one of our aldermen, and it's been reported in The Sun, that the uh, Uber cars, a third of them that have been in accidents, have no insurance. Mm. And uh, I said, you know, I said, there's, you know, the city should be doing something about this. And he says, oh, who cares? It's a provincial problem. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. They ignore the rules they want to ignore, and then they pretend it's rules that are uh, the problem when uh, they want to do something that people want. Jerry, thanks for the phone call. Don, what what do you want to talk about? Uh, first of all, hi. First of all, hi. Um, the the rain warning. Uh, it's past the warning part. It's pouring out where we are, and it's the roads are icy. So everybody out there, take care. Drive. Hey, Don, where are you? Uh, Sherwood Park. Out in Sherwood Park. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, uh, my my driveway is like a skating rink. <laughs> so, anyway, so what I called about is that. Uh, um, if they, if they have to upgrade this pool, as soon as they have to upgrade it, they have to uh, bring it up to standard. The, and it is a li- definitely a liability issue. But my, my biggest thing is that uh, this city has uh, mismanaged so many things from, like, what's happening at the airport? What's, what's happening with Northland? They just keep putting it off, putting it off, and hoping things go away. Uh, and they keep prom- they keep saying, "Oh, this is what we're going to do. This is what they're going to do." Don, and what did you want done at Northlands? 
oh, they should have come up with a plan before they signed a deal with OEG saying they couldn't have any other events in there. And then maybe at least while the time being, while they decided, they could have had events in there to pay for parking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the terrible, terrible business. How could you make a deal like that when you're going to leave a building open that's going to cost you more money? You're not alone feeling that way, Don. It, it, it just. I, I, my biggest thing is I hate wasted money. And uh, the airport. Well, where's this uh, green energy thing going? I don't see anything happening there. Uh, there could have been. They, they moved the helicopters out of there for. For the police, for Star Trek ambulance, a whole bunch of high other costs of moving people out of there. Oh, you mean oh, you there. mean the you mean Blatchford Municipal Airport, not Edmonton International. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The municipal. Sorry, I'm old. Yeah. No. No. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Blatchford is uh, is rather behind schedule, isn't it? And it's it keeps changing what uh, what the original vision of it was to what we're seeing now. Yeah, it's like these guys are all living in dreamlands and, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want everybody to ride bikes. Oh, I want everybody to do this. And, oh, we can, let's have a, have a magic elevator that goes up and down the river. And, <laughs> and, hey, maybe we can, I don't want to say anything else because somebody might think it's a good idea. <laughs> but uh, my, 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 whole, my whole thing is that, hey, you're, you guys should be running the city like it's a business. Start making decisions like you're business people and not just like, a, oh, whatever. Uh, and as for the pool... Like, like everybody else has said, I'm just repeating it. If you got to spend the extra money because people want the pool downstairs, spend the extra money. You wasted it on everything else, so what's the difference? Don, <laughs> thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. You know, it's, you know, what we hear, and oftentimes what we hear on this show is people who are very, you know, upset with the way things are being done or, the, you know, uh, they, 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 they don't like something. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, and I, I've said this before, leading to any municipal election, any provincial election, any federal election, is if, when the time comes, do those people get out there and are voting and researching for the people that they think are the best people to listen to them and their concerns. Sure, although in fairness, I don't think the pool was an issue in the last... Well, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. But you want to be able to make sure that you you're, you feel comfortable enough to send an email to yep. or dial someone up or willing to. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's the other thing. I, I wonder how many people who have said, no, we want the pool at 40-whatever, you should have done this, you should have done that, actually called the city and let them know. There you go. So I know we have one more caller. And then I'm going to suggest this, Jaylen, mm. to you and to our listeners. Let's put a, a cap on this. Put a plug in it? Put a plug in it. Oh, that's good. Uh, and then revisit it at 3.35 when Bev Eslinger would be available okay. to speak with us. And we can get... We can ask some of those we questions. We can ask some of those questions. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Garth, what's on your mind? Well, I'm standing here in the rain here in Safeway parking lot. It's, it's icy. It's bad, eh? Okay. So this, this waiting pool... You know, I was, I was talking to my daughter on the way to school the other day. We were talking about it. And she just thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, she's in grade nine. We grew up, you know, playing in the pool. And it's something that everybody doesn't want. And I'm, we're will, both of us are willing to take signs and go right to City Hall and we'll protest. Like, well, it's too late. It. Let, let, it's too late, Garth. It's never too late. Yeah, I agree. It's never too late, honestly. It's I know you don't. It's never too late. It's, there's the vast majority of people want those pools. They want that one at City Hall and the one in front of uh, so, the ledge. Yeah. So, Garth, I'm curious, did you guys do anything about it in the past three or four months when it's been in the news and it's been, you know, talked about it and we knew that this yeah. decision day was, was did you call your counselor? 
Yes, I, I, Good. I wrote emails to, uh, to Michael Walters. Awesome. And, uh, but, but, you know, just like I said, it's just like, they, I don't even think they get read. There's, they get so many emails. I mean, like, the point is, if, if we get a thousand people down by that pool with signs, I mean, like, what can they do? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, this is really important. It's, it's like that pool is childhood. It's something that, you know, why would you want to put it six inches of water? Like one caller said, a, a kid's going to be running in the water. He's going to fall and smack his head in the concrete. The water is cushion. It's, it's just, I don't know. Just to me, I've had enough of City Hall just doing what they want. And at this point, I'm honestly willing to stand out with a sign and say, look, keep the pool. <laughs> Garth, let us know if you're planning on being down there, okay? Well, you, just, you guys call the time, and we'll meet with signs, and we'll show, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Andrew, let's do it. Just All right. Name the time, and I'll be there with my daughter. Garth, Sounds thanks good. for the phone call. I think Alberta Pete's calling in, too, so we might get one more caller here right. on the on this one. Yep, Alberta Pete wants to talk about the pool. Hey, the pool, yeah, that that's, like, you know what they should do? Just take it out because you know how many kids pee in that thing? I mean, it's just disgusting to begin with. But uh, take it out, and this city, going back to Northlands, this city does not have any places for people to put on trade shows. Like, I'm in the business, and outside of paying 15 to 20 grand for a small hall at Northlands or the Shaw Center with no parking, we cannot put on uh, shows. So why not put up a little building there where charities can set up a trade show, charge people for the tables, it goes to the charity, and it'd be a fun thing to have downtown. Now, back to the airport. The thing is, the politicians don't really have a brain. That's been proven over and over again. Uh, before they agreed to that, they should have done research, and I'm sure somebody would have told them, that with all the diesel fuel that has been spilled into the ground, it's like a gas station. When you shut it down, you have to have it open for so many years for it to clear up. And they knew that was going to happen. It's not going to be done yet. It's still airing out. you still got a couple of more years. So, you know, if these politicians don't know these things, like, you know, the Stars Ambulance, all that could have still been flying there with open holes in the ground. So, yeah, and as for protesting, be very careful. I protested once. It was legally on a public sidewalk, not blocking any roads, going by it. And the police came by and gave me a stunting ticket for $421. Gee, oy, oy. Wow. Yeah, and it was on City Hall property. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> they say protest, yeah, but unless there's 10,000 of you, you're going to get a ticket, and you're not going to win. Alberta Pete, thanks for the phone call. All righty. Okay. Uh, we're getting lots of texts as well yeah. about the weather that's out there. There is a freezing rain warning in effect for the region. Uh, we're hearing that Sherwood Park's really bad right now. And uh, so let us know what you're seeing, what's happening, uh, where you are. Don't text in while you're driving. No. Nope. No. Text us when you get home. Let us know how the roads are. We'll keep you updated throughout the afternoon. 6.30, 6.30. Okay, so at 3 o'clock, just after the 3 o'clock news, we're going to talk with um, 
um, Brian Holowaychuk from uh, Axe Music. He's the president of Axe Music. Talking about some of those uh, those uh, legendary stories that happened out of that building over the past uh, decades. It is uh, he's closing Axe Music, selling it to Long and McQuaid. So we'll talk to him. Some great ones: Prince, Joe Walsh, you name it. Oh, those guys have all been through there, rehearsing and buying guitars and the Oilers runs. I mean, it's some pretty fun stuff uh, there. Not at three thirty-five through thirty-seven-ish. Uh, Bev Eslinger is going to join us on the show. We're going to ask her some of the questions yeah. we've been asking this afternoon. Why didn't the city go to the province, or did they, right. and ask about a grandfather clause for that pool? We'll ask her the questions, and we'll get a little bit more insight. Love it when a show comes together. Um, <laughs> yeah, an hour into it. I know. So listen, we haven't talked a whole lot on this show uh, specifically about uh, Olympics mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing, but I read an interesting column uh, in the Sun. It was in the Edmonton Sun, but the columnist was a Toronto columnist uh, by the name of Steve Simmons, I believe. And basically, we just won a gold in uh, doubles curling, the sport which I was not a fan of when I heard about it, but then quickly uh, fell in love with. And not because we won a gold. I just liked the... Uh, I like curling. I liked how fast the game was played. I like watching curling. I think it's, uh, I it's, think a, it's fun. It's a, it's a game of yeah. chess on ice. Yeah. I, I, and I really enjoy watching their strategies. Well, he wrote a column saying that it was a sham. And basically, what he said was this, that it's an invented sport. He's just... Okay, go ahead. All right. He said it was an invented sport. He said, how can you compare a gold in an event like that with someone doing, say, moguls that mm. trained mm-hmm. for you know their entire mm-hmm. life for that moment to step up on the podium? Uh, I, you know, it's not going to be a popular column. It's getting a lot of engagement on he Twitter. He is just trying to get reaction. It, That's it what it is. It could just be clickbait for sure. Because here's the thing. Those curlers, each of them have trained their entire life exactly to, to get to the Olympics, to play uh, curling in the Olympics. And just because they came together at the Olympics, I think it's even more remarkable that two people that haven't played together before True. are actually getting out there and winning gold. Yeah, you know what? And you made a great point. How about when... our hockey team? Exactly. That That's such a, a great point. A bunch of point. guys come together who haven't played together. I don't even know if they've played recently. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not played together. Well, this for any year. stretch of time. Yeah, at this Olympics, My we're gosh. not sure how many of them came out and of retirement. And actually, for any matter, is even when the NHL stars were there, exactly, there are a bunch of guys exactly. from different time from different teams that have to learn how to play together. Yep. get in the rhythm, learn how the pass. You know, they they do that though because guess what? They're pros. They've trained their entire life. Exactly. Now it was a funny aside to the article that or to the editorial that he mentioned that as far as he knew, the only practice these two Canadians had had together was a half hour in Winnipeg yeah. before going to the Good Olympics and winning gold. Um, yeah, I think that makes it an even How more about, terrific okay, story. Okay, then I go back a couple of years ago and Ross Rebliati getting busted for the pot in his system yes. while doing whatever it was skiing that he was doing. Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good on you, buddy. The fact that you can move, you're not sitting there eating a bag of Cheetos exactly. at the top of the hill. Tip of the hat to you. Well, I know that uh, Dave Breckenridge had uh, tweeted out a link to the article. That's why I, I read it. Uh, Dave, the uh, editor-in-chief uh, for the Sun and Journal here in Edmonton, uh, and I had replied to him saying, well, you know, I the, the columnist has a point. I mean, the next thing you know, they'll invent some sport where uh, athletes run around on a slippery surface with sticks trying to hit a, a hunk of uh, rubber. I went, wait a minute, that's oh, hockey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, aren't all sports invented by somebody? 
Yes. Right? So it's funny. And somehow they get auditioned and tried out yeah. and they go through things. Oh, and guess what? They're going to be in the Olympics this year. And like I say, I am a fan of curling. I didn't like the idea. I'm like this columnist, Steve Simmons, was when I first heard about that. Oh, that's dumb, but watched one game and mm-hmm. was hooked. Mm-hmm. It's got all the same strategy as a regular curling game, but it, it moves much faster. So the games are completed easily, uh, more easily, and but the, all the same strategies there. And when you've got a, a skip like we had, who is just a sniper, mm-hmm. it is so fun to watch. So it's one thing, you, you know, your point is so valid, Jay. It's one thing to say, well, a couple of talk show hosts from Edmonton winning the Olympics and won gold, having never curled before. Yeah, sure, okay. That, that'd be impressive. That'd be a story, right? Yep. But this, these guys, this guy and this girl, and I apologize. Caitlin for Laws and John Morris. There you go. They are both exceptional mm-hmm. curlers, and I think your point is well made that to bring them together, having never played together before, both of them uh, shows you a know, level skipped. of professionalism. Yeah, what a showstopper that the Canadians took the gold. Uh, we are at uh, ten medal, ten medals so far at uh, the Olympics. Three Three gold, four silver, and three bronze. Germany leads the gold medal standings with five at the end of day four. Uh, one ahead of Netherlands, two ahead of Norway, Canada, and the U.S. Um, as we mentioned, it was a s- successful day overnight for most of us. <laughs> four Canadian athletes yeah. at the Olympics. Here's uh, Mike McDonald with a bit of an update. Alex Goff captured Canada's first-ever medal in women's luge. The Calgary native won the bronze medal in the women's singles race at the Pyeongchang Winter Games. Competing at her fourth Olympics, Goff finished with a combined four-run time of 3 minutes, 5.64 seconds. Canada has taken the first gold medal in Olympic mixed doubles curling. Caitlin Laws and John Morris captured Canada's third gold at the Pyeongchang Games and second of their careers. Laws was third for the Jennifer Jones team that won women's team gold in 2014. Morris was vice for Kevin Martin when they took the men's team title in 2010. Short track speed skater Kim Boutin of Sherbrooke, Quebec captured the bronze medal in the women's 500 meters. Boutin had finished fourth but a disqualification of South Korea's Min Jong Choi bumped her up to third place. In the quarterfinals, Marianne Saint-Gelais competing in her final games was disqualified after making contact with another competitor. Yeah, the the speed skating was an interesting uh, interesting one. It was she was like in fifth, and it was boom boom, and next thing you know, she's she's up on. Oh, so there was a collision. Bronze. There was a collision, of contact with another ah. sp- skater, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it is interesting. We talked about this the other day that you watch the Olympics or the highlights of them because of the time uh, zone difference, um, and you you become a fan almost instantly of particular sports mm-hmm. or you catch on to the rules mm-hmm. pretty quick and then you become a fan of those yeah. athletes. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and how exciting is it to watch, um, you know, a Canadian, I, I don't know, it doesn't matter that you've never heard of the athlete before, I'm just being honest, to watch a Canadian win a medal and oh. just good on you, buddy. Just before we go to uh, the three o'clock news, uh, this text came in says the mixed doubles curling is actually a huge improvement over regular curling. Me and my gal are even planning to give it a try. Just saying. Actually, Carol and I are thinking about giving oh, it a try. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I'm, I'm not sure we're going to the Olympics, but we might try. <laughs> the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.